0: In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we welcome you to the All Souls Sermon Podcast. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Silly disputes in churches are nothing new, and they come in many varieties. One goes like this, a person says, I was baptized by Father Marsh. Then another says, well, I was baptized by Father Johnson. A third says, I was baptized by the rector, Father Yoder. And then another says, well, I was baptized by the bishop. You can imagine the scene... It's not new, you can go back 2,000 years and you have, according to St. Paul in this morning's epistle, a congregation in Corinth where some people claim I am of Paul, that is I got my Christian faith from Paul, while others say I am of Apollos, claiming they got Christianity from Apollos. This is part of a one-upmanship game and it works on the idea that we can pit Paul and Apollos against each other. Um, And it works, by the way, although you lay people may be innocent of this, um, of this knowledge, it works in the other direction also. There are clergy who lift their head high because they brought to faith and baptized famous people. I baptized the cowboy's quarterback, one priest might say. Uh, Might not be as impressive this side of the Red River, but in some places (laughs) it is. And the idea that that we should be moved by the the status of the person baptized and the oddness of that uh, is present and questioned uh, way back. Augustine, in his Confessions in the 4th century, wonders why we are more moved by the baptism of a prominent person than the baptism of any other person. There are two problems here, both of which are identified by St. Paul. First, to set up factions in the church is to compromise what the church is, which is to say, one, I believe in one holy, catholic, and apostolic church, we'll all say in just a few minutes. There aren't Martian all-Solites, I devised this whole sermon so that I could say Martians. <laughs> <laughs> there aren't Johnsonian all-Solites, Yodarians, and so on. There is just all souls. There are just Christians. The factionalism at the church in Corinth bothers Paul, and he is rightly bothered. But that's not the only problem. There is also a mistake about the understanding of the Christian minister. A minister is a servant. You can can almost see the minus in that word minister. And the focus ought to be not on the minister, but on the personal reality that the minister is a minister of, namely, Jesus Christ. We here have many clergy. A glory of this parish has long been its plethora of priests, not to mention deacons and bishops. But the multitude of our clergy is not a cause of partisanship. All ministers of Christ are ministers of Christ. And Christ, as St. Paul begs us to understand, is not divided. He's not divided into Paul and Apollos. He's not divided into different ministers or into different congregations or into different churches. Christ is one. Christ himself is indivisible. The movement into Christ is cosmic. And the offer to join in that movement is properly universal. The movement into Christ Jesus is the largest, greatest mass movement of human history. It is the redemptive, restorative phase of God's great story. God created the universe out of nothing. The culmination of his creation was the human being made with freedom of will, and made with an intellect capable of understanding of speech and of understanding stories. We humans famously tried to overturn our status as creatures and take the place of God, defining for ourselves what good and bad are, taking command over one another, and defining who counts as a real human and who doesn't. Christ Jesus turned all this around making it possible for us to return to our proper human place, glorious and free and alive in God's will. The church's place is in this cosmic movement that Jesus initiated and that continues through history until he comes again at the end of time. It is a movement into Christ. It is bigger and more glorious than anything else any of us could get involved in. As one might say, this is huge. But nonetheless, within this movement that is larger than any of us, we still have special affection for special people. Among them, whoever it was, parents, priests, congregation, teachers, whoever it was who brought us to faith in Christ. The particular connections that individuals have to us rightly matters to us. There's nothing intrinsically wrong, for instance, with having a special affection for the priest who baptized you, or presented you for confirmation, or married you, whatever. This special affection is right because when any of us enters into Christ, we don't become Less ourselves, but more. What I'm getting at is that we've got this false dichotomy in the background. The idea that we either have individuals or we have collectives. On the one hand, to become an individual means not to be part of a group. Insofar as I'm part of a group, I'm less of an individual. And on the other hand, to join a group, the thought is, is to lose your individuality. This is a false dichotomy. To join Jesus, to join the church, to enter into this great restorative movement into Christ is to become an individual. To become more who you really are than you were before. Joining the church increases your individuality. You can picture this in a baptism. Draw... Picture a baptism in your mind. There are representatives of the church gathered around the font. There's parents, and there are godparents, friends, other Christians. They come together as one to present the candidate, who might be a baby, might be an adult, whoever. They come together to do this presentation as a unity, the oneness of the church in Christ, And then, out of the waters of the font, the font of course is is like a womb, it's the place of new birth, out of the waters of the font comes forth a new person, the one who is born into the church. That is to say, out of the font arises a new individual. In baptism, many individuals in Christ are one body, and out of that one body comes one more. You could say the many become one, and then they are one more. This is where individuals come to be. The church is in the business of making individuals. So the Corinthians were wrong to divide into groups who belonged to this minister, Paul, and the others who belonged to that other minister, Apollos. And you would be wrong were you to divide yourself into Martians, Johnsonians, and all the rest. But it is supernaturally correct and it is lovely to have a special place in our hearts for the people who introduce us to Jesus, who teach us the Bible, who administer the sacraments, who pray with us, and all the rest. Here, we are more individual than we could ever be. And this is because. We find ourselves when we come to Jesus. Who am I anyway? Right? That kind of question can be answered by, well, the first thing one might do is summon up a resume. A diploma earned, a job done, maybe children on the list, property you own, savings you've built up. But is the diploma really who I am? The reality seems to be behind the things we might list in the resume. Behind the diploma might be a high school teacher who had a special influence on you. Behind the job, a mentor who took you on and showed you how to become good at it. And a friend at work who stayed your friend for several years. For all of us, the families we came from, the families we may still have, the friends we share our lives with, these might get named on the resume, but the importance is not in the listing, but in the relationships. And the things we have, those things don't mean anything in themselves. Their value is entirely in how they can be used. The movement into Jesus is a movement into connection. For the problem of the world is the problem of brokenness. Sin is separation. It's a regressive movement into isolation from God and other people. A fracturing movement. Jesus heals people so they can rejoin society. He forgives people so they can get back together what was torn apart by sin. He drives out demons so that humans can live not in demonic society, but in real human society. The whole story of the gospel, the whole thing about Jesus, and the whole story of your life and mine, is how we are connected to, enriched by, and become ourselves through Relations with other people. A great thing to do. It's perennially good advice. I give it to you today. Count your blessings. Be thankful for the doctors, the therapists, the parents, the teachers, and maybe even the priests who have touched you in your life. Be thankful above all for Jesus who gives each of us a role in his cosmic movement to restore all things, a role in which we discover the power of the cross, a role in which we discover who we really are. Amen. Thank you for listening to the sermon podcast of All Souls Episcopal Church. For service times and more information, go to allsoulsokc.com. God be with you.